Hello everybody, my name is Jennifer Dixon from Thrive Yoga and Wellness and joining me today is... I am Merritt Maloof Plum with the Energy Center. And we are on week... Oh, I'm going to have to quit saying which week we are. Yeah, this is... we shouldn't be... No one should expect us to be able to count. Good, because that's just too We've much. We've talked about the... We did a brief overview of the five yamas and then we talked about each one. Well, we did the yamas and the niyamas. We summarized all of them. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. So that was a while ago. That's See? why we shouldn't be relied on to count. And now we're, we've done each of the yamas, mm -hmm. and today we are going to do an overview of the five yamas. five yamas. But before we do, make sure you hit that little button right down there and subscribe to this channel. You can find us here on the YouTube station that you may be tuned in or on all of the major podcast platforms because we have a podcast now. How exciting. I know, it's awesome. This has been a long journey. And you can find us on most podcasts. Yep, you can find, it's under the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast, and it's on every platform. So we, we um, it's hosted on Anchor, because I'm not technologically savvy enough to do Lipson or anything else, and I'm not plugging any of them, and I'm not an affiliate for any of them. I just tried several of them, and I couldn't figure it out. And, and I also want to say... Just, I'm just going to be real, really real here. I love it. We're Good. using a new recording device, and I don't know where to look <laughs> to look like I'm looking at the person. So can you help me with that? Because I'm not entirely sure if I know. I just kind okay. of look at the... We're using my iPad today instead of my iPhone. Well, you're looking right at the camera, so are you just looking straight ahead? So look at the numbers. Okay. Maybe that okay. makes it better. Right. The, Does I it look like I'm looking at the camera? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> We're good. So, again, that's another case in point how we are not tech savvy enough for this, and one day we will have a group of people that are here to, yes. like, do, we've joked hair, about makeup. it. Hair, makeup. Yeah, we yeah. definitely need, I need some hair help, definitely need some makeup help. Yeah. And so until that time comes, I appreciate you bearing with us and subscribing to our channels however you see fit in the best way to listen. And we will be bringing you this content every single Wednesday. Start well, it's already going now, but mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're here. We've been here for six months now. Yeah, we call it, we're calling it sacred spaces. Sacred space, and that's because we believe that this time together is, is sacred because it's helping us to dive a little deeper into ourselves into the softer side perhaps of yoga and we're going to we're going to cover some philosophy we'll cover some mythology but it's sacred because any time spent together amongst friends is a sacred time indeed i think yes and, and i also feel like these topics that we're discussing are sacred and help us move back to center and take that to our mats and or to whatever our practice is you know we we just hope that not that we're trying to bring anybody into being a yogi or but that you can but that'd be cool but that would be cool uh, <laughs> by the way do yoga uh that you can take this to help expand your consciousness whatever your practice yeah. is or whatever your path is yeah because most of the time we are so focused on you know at least in my stage of life and i know so many people it's like raising the kids working getting it done getting it done when do we have the opportunity to stop and think about something that's a little bit higher up, like the hawk, and see it from higher up and see these these principles, these in this case, these yamas, and how they it can impact our life on a day-to-day -day basis. So even though I'm down here in the weeds of life, this time with you is helping me to take a step back, maybe 
maybe look a little deeper. Well, and maybe bring this into the weeds with you. Yes, exactly. And live from that center place exactly. always. And, and try to. It's still going to be get frustrated. It's still going to be overstimulating at times. But you're more the witness than riding this roller coaster of emotions of all the things that you have to do. Which is crazy to think about. I mean, how many of us sit there and ride the roller coaster of emotions? Because mm-hmm. life happens. You know, the trauma, the busyness, the stress. And to be able to use these concepts like the... Mm-hmm the yamas and the niyamas, or even our conversations about the elements and the chakras, to be able to use those to empower us to make better decisions, to be able to stay in that peace and that centeredness. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's nothing short of empowerment, you know, and it's, and it's helping us, because I hate that up and down, up and down, and it's helping us to stay here in the middle and there will be times like of course. Uh, like last week my my dog stroked out on us and I definitely was not calm that was like a, a super high and low as as well, we did with that great a grief yeah, it was you know, grief. because even though you know she's doing better and she's hopefully going to be okay you had to experience that grief yep. that she might die yep but we had these tools of nonviolence to myself because I was staying up with her and I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't, you know, taking care of things that I needed to do stuff and I needed to let go of the idea of what it meant for her. And now we're mostly on the other side and it's beautiful, but I still had these tools. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue into that, um, the first yama that Which we talked about. Ahimsa. Is ahimsa. Ahimsa is nonviolence. Nonviolence. And what we wait before we go, I definitely want to make sure that we give a shout out to oh, Deborah. Yes. To Deborah Adele and the Yamas and Yamas. We have both been reading this book and it's amazing. It is. You can tell it's well loved if it sits there and, and stays open where mm-hmm. you push it down. I've been reading it and I'll reread it. And um, it's it's giving us modern day insights mm-hmm. to very ancient ideas. Wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so the first of the five Yamas, keep it, remember, the yamas and the niyamas are the first two limbs of yoga. So Ashtanga yoga is eight limbs of yoga. Mm-hmm. The asanas, what we like to practice the majority of, that comes after these these, yes. these these principles. But most of the time people get stuck in, oh my gosh, can I get my handstand? Or oh my yes. gosh, can I get my leg behind the head? Who cares? Who cares in the grand scheme of things? It's been really powerful to take some of these concepts to the mat with me oh, really yes. how so just you know when I think it when I'm getting I do a lot of again and so when I'm doing a position you know to practice that nonviolence of like trying to get myself there yes and me too that's the one for the the non that's the big one for the nonviolence is me too. you know and also you know I know last night I tried to give you a gentle reminder maybe rest your muscles and I think I'm on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't, I don't, you know, target the right muscles or use the right muscles in the way I need to to strengthen and to make some things better. And you do yoga like, as far as I can tell, at least one to two times a day every day. <laughs> and I wish I could so do it every single day, one to it, two times a day. Is it, or you're doing some kind of yeah. exercise, physical, yeah. like? 
even God took the seventh day and yep. rested. Well, in 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 my do defense, you ever do I do that. Say, I'm not I saying you don't do that. Yeah. I'm asking. I practice. I try to practice six days a week, depending on the week. Sometimes it is five. And so we were traveling down. I did a workshop this past weekend down in the suburbs of Mobile. So I didn't get a chance to practice Friday, and I really didn't practice much Sunday because I led the workshop and. We were, it was Mardi Gras down there, and the, it was mm. family-friendly Mardi Gras, and so my kids now have been ruined forever about parades, because they're going to think, because we haven't taken them to a parade, they're four and two, like, so now they're going to think, anytime we say parade, magic things fall from the sky, like stuffed animals, light-up swords, candy, beads galore, so anyway, They're not going to like the East Ridge they, they will not like our Christmas parade next year, because they're going to feel gypped. It's nothing, it's just, there's nothing like a Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> It's true. It's true. And so where was I? So anyways, I didn't get a chance to practice. And for me physically, because I do practice yoga to help uh, with an injury, I have a herniated disc in my low back. I have to keep my core fired up or the, the disc flares up. And now for some reason, this disc has, has gotten to the point where it's also impacting hip mobility and giving me hip pain. So if I don't focus a little bit on trying to bring the core in, then I hurt even worse. And so I heard you and my practice today, I actually did a, a post about it, was you, the beautiful thing about yoga and a home practice in particular, and the longer that you practice it, you start to learn how to practice this ahimsa and make it be more therapeutic and less go get them tiger. And the, the beauty again of the Ashtanga practice as I have been taught it is you can get incredibly strong with it, but it can also be incredibly therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And that's the approach that Any I Any type took. of yoga I found that yeah. I found that with. It's it's and that's the approach that I took with it, especially some days I'm taking it like I have got to get my XYZ muscles stronger so I can do XYZ. Like my kids are heavy. I got little bowling balls, you know, forty pound bowling balls. And I attribute yoga to helping me to be able to keep up with them, even though I'm an older mom. And then today was more about getting the mobility back that I may have lost in the all the travel mm-hmm. and getting reconnected to my core. Mm-hmm. Because even though we are not taught this by the Western medicine people, six weeks after you have a baby, your body isn't back to normal. Any woman that's had a baby knows that, and it takes a long time to get that body back and then even after you've gotten the body back the integration of the muscles doesn't always work and that doesn't really have to do that much with nonviolence well, but, but it does have to do thinking with thinking about it in a nonviolent way <laughs> yeah could we consider that maybe your body not being exactly like it was before you had a baby is normal and natural oh yeah yeah i mean i i was what is the word um a paragraha I'm being I'm I'm being possessive. Yeah. I am I am wishing it, but no. And it's not about like the shape. More for me, it's no. About I understand, but you the know, strength. I need the may, I need that maybe stability. if you surrender to that a little bit, the stability will kind of come naturally. You know, that's kind of how I tend to believe. I'll have to think about that because right now, when I tell my lower abdominal muscles to work when they don't want to, they don't want to work. <laughs> And they're kind of integral. I know how they feel. <laughs> they're they're kind of integral to the whole stability of the lower back and pelvis yes. region. So I'll have to think about. I am certainly not trying to say that after you have a baby, don't exercise or try to 
strengthen your core. Always do that. Yes, which is a good leeway into our pelvic floor uh, workshop. Yes. We do a pelvic floor workshop at the studio at least a couple times a year. It's something I'm very passionate about, not just for women that have had babies. It's good for men and women. Mm -hmm. And it's not just talking about the pelvic floor. It's addressing the entire core and the responsibility that the core has to creating an upright posture for all of us. So that's coming up on March 1st if you are watching this live, but if you are not, then we will have it again in the future. We have it, like I said, a couple times a year because this is near and dear to my heart. Hmm. But back to that. I'm excited about that. I'm going to try to come to that. It's it's a good one. Like every time I've gone, this will be what, like my fifth one and I still learn something every time just because the human body is amazing. We can... I mean, come on, we've, we've had, we've made babies and now let's figure out what else that the human body can do too. The but human body is, that is a satya. The, the truth? The truth. Satya, yeah. Satya. Satya. Yeah, that is a deep truth. And the more that we are connected to things, thoughts, ideas, practices that, um, you know, celebrate this incredible intelligence that created us Mm -hmm. and our body's ability to heal Mm -hmm. if we're living in accordance with the yamas and niyamas non-attachment non-violence truth you know that we don't carry the stuff in our body that we let it go we it's more frequent i mean i mean we're going to die yeah but while we're in this vessel you know if we're doing doing things to keep us ourselves whole and healthy and healed we can live a pretty comfortable existence yep. i'm convinced i i agree with you so with non-violence ahimsa it's it's not just you know not beating up some random person or or it's it's also so much deeper it's not it's choosing to be peaceful to yourself and um, peaceful to those around you. Mm-hmm. And and even maybe, in my head, bring about and do what you can to facilitate that peace. Mm-hmm. And that can be a slippery slope to, to dive into, and I don't think we dove into it too much, but Ahimsa is the root of all of the yamas. It's, yes. the, it's the beginning place they, of all of the... They all circle back to... To, the, to non-violence, and Ahimsa... It all comes back to, if, if anything is in question, you follow Ahimsa first, right. nonviolence. Right. And that one, that's the deepest one. Because, I mean, how many of us know, have heard or said or thought, well, the truth hurts sometimes. Yeah. And it, there's a quote, or maybe it's based off a quote and I made it up. But if you have a choice to be right or to be kind, always choose kind yep oh you did there was like a meme that you shared that first week when we did ahimsa so in the the first of the yamas the one that we oh that's the kind of like the foundation if we have a house the footers and the foundation is ahimsa non-violence towards yourself to those around you towards ever the 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 future the present just practicing non-violence it's beautiful if we start there and imagine the world if everyone was practicing nonviolence. And then the next step is truth. Truth. We talked about it just a second ago. Satya. I truth. was trying to move us forward. Oh, sorry. But, and I and I drug us back. I apologize. So I decided to be nonviolent and <laughs> just kind of go with it. <laughs> so truth. 
truth again. Like you've heard people say, oh, I can say it because it's the truth, but then it hurts somebody. So then maybe it doesn't need to be said. That's the biggest takeaway that I got from or, this. Or can you speak your truth with kindness? I think mm-hmm. that's what it really comes down to because you you don't want to uh, repress because that's violent right True. to yourself. True. So you do have to find ways to speak your truth. You know, and if your truth is, you know, you're a piece of crap, that's not truth. Yeah. It, you know, if your truth is, you know, I feel really taken advantage of when you don't take the garbage out, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, then you're speaking that in a way that you're owning how you feel and you're asking for some teamwork to figure out a way that you can both be nonviolent to each other and stand in your truth. It's true. And I, I had that happen to me recently with, with different yogis and where if I didn't say anything, it would have been violent towards me and the people that were with me. But saying something was very uncomfortable. But trying to say it in a way that was practicing satya, truth, in a nonviolent way, that's difficult. Ooh, it's difficult. Well, it is difficult, and sometimes it's a projection because maybe you're attached to them being a certain way, mm-hmm. and you have an expectation of them, and, what, and that's not loving freely. Yep. You know, if, if they're participating in... I mean, I don't know what this was, but if they're participating in behaviors that are harmful, um, you know, a good friend will find a loving way to point that out, and you can do that and also be non-attached to outcome. Yep, to not being, which goes into our, well, not really, that one will go into it um, later. The third yama, mm-hmm. which is called non-stealing or asteya. Mm-hmm. So non-stealing on the surface is pretty easy. You don't, like... I'm not going to come over to her, to Merritt's house and be like, oh, dude, I like that crystal. She'll never notice it. She's got like 5,000 other ones. Mm -hmm. And then I slip it in my pocket. No, of course not. Because I love Merritt and I love my friends and you don't do that sort of thing. But what sort of things on a subtle level are stealing that we don't think about? And how can we practice Asteya non-stealing on a more subtle, less maybe tangible level? Well, for me, it's about not stealing people's energy. Everything's about energy to me. You know, I practice energy, Eastern Earth medicine, and everything's about energy to me. And, like, do you bring your burdens to someone and dump all over them? Are you always, you know, in an Eeyore place with everyone and living in a victim mentality? And, like, some people have expectations that you do certain things for them, some people just want to kind of be what I call energy vampires and like just dump everything on you mm-hmm. and, and and it's fine if you're sharing and processing with a friend but you know then if you just like don't even care how they are so it's it's very energetic to me we talked about the burden basket on this one and the burden basket is a native teaching that is about never carrying more than your burden basket will hold and not taking your burdens to the doors of others, leave it outside because everybody hangs their burden basket outside at the end of the day to remind visitors when they come in not to to leave the burdens outside the door. I love it. And to not disrespect a family by taking your burdens in. Having said that, we do share burdens and we do help each other in those ways, but you know, if you're 
using someone's energy to just perpetuate a victim mentality and not using that help to make yourself better, you're stealing people's energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so most of these things, if anybody, if you guys watched all of these, you'll see I always have a very energetic spin on these things. It's beautiful spin, a beautiful spin from a, a more, I guess, physical because I'm a very physical person. I'm learning how to get into some of the softer things. Which is, that's why we're so good for each other. Because <laughs> yeah, because we bring both. both I sit and meditate all day, and she moves all day, <laughs> and we both need to do a little of each. Yes, exactly. And so something recently came up between my husband and I, and I swear to you, marriage is the best proving ground for all things like philosophical and, children. and children. marriage and children. Man, they they just really show you who you are. Show you the true grit comes out, and we had folks over to our house for a Bible study recently and it's the first time we've ever done anything. I used to swear I would never do anything like this because my house is a disaster. We we live in a works in process home, you know, like and it's and right now it's tax season, so oh my god, don't even get me started about that. So these people came over and I realized at the end of the night my husband said something because again he's a saint. He was like, You've really got to work on not interrupting people. I'm terrible about that I too. Am so bad. This about has been it. a good practice in that. Yeah, it really has. Because I know people can see me going. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But it it this this one especially Estea came up. We had already filmed it, but before this this particular event happened with my husband and. I felt so guilty. I need to let that feeling go. But I do. I tend to be like a freaking bull in a china shop. I've got so much to say and I'm so excited and I just know what I have to say is so much cooler than what you have to say. <laughs> and it's, and it's usually true. <laughs> I don't know about that, but that's just how this works, you know? And I have to practice a little control, self-restraint, and not steal someone else's time and thought. And it's hard. But it does, when you can really be in that presence and with someone and let them just do what and say whatever they are going to say without you trying to, it is beautiful. But I'm like you, I'm like you. People have actually, you know, not confronted me about it, but talked to me about it. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly right. But, you know, my head's running while they're yeah, talking. And exactly. so, I, like, you know, I told my stepdaughter the other day, you know, she put up a post about just needing to be where she was and everyone to understand that. And I said, darling, be where you are. And I'm here if you need me. And tell me to shut up if I start talking. <laughs> because I want to be in that presence. Yeah. And, you know, we also talked on this one about, like, when someone passes away, how... You try to like share your experiences mm -hmm. instead of just allowing them to just fully tell you whatever they want to tell you and not making that about your experience. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we're empathetic people and we want to share, oh, I understand. Yes, I've been through something similar. And, but the truth is nobody can ever know what anyone else is feeling because our experiences are so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do... I, it, that was a big one for me, a big light bulb for me, because I think I tend to try to fix. Yep. And oh, even yeah. that can me be too. still energy. Oh, you know? yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. And it's and it still goes back to me being so 
I'm just an aggressive person and I want to fix it or I want to take away the pain or I want to do whatever, insert XYZ where it's me and I shouldn't be and I'm stealing from that person's moment of grief exchange, for your example. In this or, example. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, energy exchange. Or joy. Yeah, a joy of Even sharing. Even with joy, yeah. yeah. So non-stealing was a hard one for me. Not that I'm coming over here stealing Merritt's rocks. <laughs> I'm not. But and you never steal my energy. You always fill me. Oh, thank you. I'm so. glad. I'm glad that I do. You as do as well. You do thank as well. You. And that's why I think this works too, because we're we're both leaving f- fuller than we came, right? Yes. No calories. No, no. <laughs> we haven't started the calories, but. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I've thought about snacks. It's just I'm always so busy before <laughs> that never happens. Right. We have like a time because it's, it's yes. there's always this one little window of time to shoot these. So non-stealing, I, I I'm taking it was kind of hard for both of us in certain in certain regards because we both have this desire to want to fix and yeah, with all of these, you know, I I feel evolved to certain points, and like I still have a lot of work in others, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, and I sure. think that's the nature of the journey. Yep, and is to you know, not be attached to the learning and let it go, but to just be open to exploring and. Which is a good segue. Becoming a little better every day into oh, yeah. Brahmacharya. Brahmacharya. Yeah. Yeah. So I sort of interrupted her then. So That's okay because it's about non-excess and now I'm interrupting you. So brahmacharya is the fourth yama and it means non-excess. And I always have trouble with excess versus access. Again, I'm from the South, so I don't talk too good. Excess. Non-excess. So not hoarding, not overeating, not... A lot of times when people come into this, and we talked about it, they make it all be about sex, and it's not just about sex. It can be about anything done to excess, I'm saying, making sure I say the right word, which takes you away from the focus within. Yes, it can be, you know, it can be sex, it can be thoughts, it can be um, overdoing... Yoga. Yoga, uh, meditation, anything, you know, I mean, if... There's a balance with everything, mm-hmm. and when I think we talked about during this segment that when I find myself living and not being able to moderate the things that I do in ex- excess, it's when I'm feeling depressed or low, um, which yoga helps with too, mm-hmm. um, meditation helps with too, not being fully present, mm-hmm. and so... I do think about how long it takes to uh, dust some of my excess some days. And, you know, it goes back to that non-stealing, like, how much crap do you need? Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself a total hoarder, but I think we talked about how when we cleared out my parent and my aunt's house that it got to where there was no space between things in my house anymore because... I'm keeping all this stuff for my nephews and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it becomes, you know, too excessive, I'll have to use my non-attachment and let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a hard one to practice the non-excess, especially when it's something that you are so attached to. Which kind of... I don't feel attached to any of it, honestly. Mm. See, I can I can feel attached to certain things that I have a hard time like 
we didn't talk about this, but when my son weaned, he was a little bit younger than my daughter, I had one little rocking chair that I nursed both of the babies in. And so clearly that was a lot of time spent in that darn chair, that glider or whatever. And the glider had finally started dying. And uh, my husband's like, we need to get rid of this. I was like, I can't. I nursed both my babies in this. Like, Mm -hmm. my babies were in this. I held them. They grew here, you know. And it was getting to be so bad where, like, one of the arm handles was, like, loose. And so if you sat back too much on that right side. the baby. Yeah, yeah. I might have fallen out, you know. But I was so ridiculously attached to this memory of my babies that I, I did. I ultimately, in case you wanted to know, I did let it go. And I cried as I watched the claw of the dump truck pick up the rocking chair, break it. Because that's what it does. Breaks it and then dumps it in. I cried because that was like that attachment, if you will, to my children in their infant stages. And so... Well, but you're not crying now. No, I'm not. And that's and that's the beautiful thing about yeah. not pract- about non-excess. So if I would have just been like, well, whatever, it's just a rocking chair. But then when you finally do let it go, being non-possessive, which is our fifth yama, a parigraha... It's a beautiful feeling of letting go. We made space. So now there's... <laughs> that space was filled by toys. Because <laughs> they're no longer nursed. But still. I had a... Uh, my dad built a dollhouse for me when I was a child. And we built it together. Aww. And my parents owned a store. Like a big... It was an old-timey car lot back in the day. But it was downtown. And it was just this massive building. And... He had a factory in it, and they stored all of our toys there so that we'd have them for our grandchildren. Well, the building burned. Oh. And that dollhouse burned in it. And I was more devastated over that dollhouse than I was the building um, because I wanted that for my children. And um, when my daughter was a child, my dad found her this most beautiful dollhouse. And it was just as precious as the other one, you know, maybe even more so because I've learned so many lessons about letting go with that story. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? It burned. Yeah. It yeah. burned. There's yeah. no getting that back. And I think that we do. We, we move things and slough them around and dust and polish and, you know, it's all, it's all going to break gonna go away it's everything is you know did I slip into a different yama no well we're sort we were sort of dancing into non-possessiveness anyway so that was a beautiful segue into these all flow into each other that's what's so pretty about back and forth to each other it's It's, so true you know it's and they provide the foundation by which we can live this life that even though there will be the ebbs and flows the grief the excitement all that we can we can be with the practice, able to fully enjoy it because we'll recognize if, mm, yeah, I probably don't need to have the fifth cookie (laughs) that may or may not have been me at some point in time. Or, you know, like I don't need to be, I don't need to be so possessive of the rocking chair, you know? And so it's this, this beautiful foundation, whether you practice yoga or believe in these concepts or not. And I don't believe that they are, anti another religion. Oh no. And no, you can use these to add to whatever your 
beliefs are. I mean, they're they're just philosophies. And they make you a better person. Yeah. I totally believe they'll make you a better person simply by you won't be a hoarder. <laughs> you won't be a hoarder. You won't like try to control everything. You're definitely not going to be violent in nature, and you're you're you won't lie. So it's it's these great ethical concepts by which you could build a solid peaceful life foundation yeah and i guess we're just so different in our approach you're thinking about a cookie and i was thinking about you know the things that come to be and the things that pass away like what are those things and what is that which abides Mm. and that which abides is the deepest core of your being and when you flow from that place these things are just natural. It's not something you build. Yep. It's something you are. Yep. Yep. And what takes us away from that is our journey of separation, of the of learning fear. And learning anger and hate. We did not come here with that. Mm-hmm. We did not come with it. Yep. We learned it here, and all these just return you back to that divine, eternal nature that is you. That we recognize that in we each other. recognize in each other, yeah. Especially when we say namaste. Namaste, yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to that. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a pretty good way of tie, tying this up, don't you? Mm-hmm. That was a really fun conversation about the. I hope, yamas. yeah. I hope that we made sense. I'll be interested when we we go back and go listen back to our because own I feel like we kind of, you know. We danced around Circled around some things, but I think we hit the points, and we would love to know what you think. Yeah, let us know how you have maybe grown throughout this journey, and if you haven't, go ahead and hit subscribe on that. Or what, what helps you? Yeah. What, you know, we want to learn and, ex- and share and explore together. Yeah. We yeah. don't pretend to be, you know, ex- total experts on these things, yeah. but we, we have worked in this world, and we have developed our practice and we like to share that with other people we're enjoying the journey and sharing it with you oh i didn't mean for to say if it didn't mean if it didn't change you i meant to say if you haven't gotten to watch all of them yes yeah if you haven't make sure you subscribe and then you go back and watch them all and then because we're sure that it'll make you go "Hmm, maybe yes yes we love the feedback we love for you to like us and share and give us a review and uh, if you are interested, you can find us online. Merritt, you want to give them your yes, handle? Yes, yes. I'm the Energy Center. at. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. And I have a website, www.theenergycntr.com. And you provide what services? Integrated energy medicine. I do distance work. I do phone sessions. We do a lot of energy and earth medicine. And I also do private sessions in my home workshops drummings groups oh yeah so you remember how we talked about earlier how she's like the cerebral one and i'm the physical one so you can find me i don't know if i like the word cerebral you, oh energetic is that better it, yeah okay energetic. that that means i'm but my mind is full oh okay then no cerebral no, no. like to me it's people who can't shut their brain off and okay. i'm not saying i don't have those moments but so in our energetic, world, our energetic, our, our energy, our, our mind, body, spirit connection, our holistic, our energy doctor. 
Yeah. I love that about you. Uh, energy doctor. Uh, okay. I'm gonna. That's what I call it. Okay. That's what. But I'm like over here in the physical. They're all world. just labels. So. It really is, and that's why I thought about cookies, and you thought about something so much deeper. Um, well, cookies can be very deep. <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole video on you know the Dow of a of, of a cookie. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. <laughs> So thank you so much for watching. Again, my name is Jennifer Dixon. You can find me at thriveyogaandwellness.com. And with me is... Merit Maloof Plum. We appreciate you being with you and sharing our sacred space. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. My name is Jennifer Dixon, and in today's episode, I am talking with my very sweet friend, Merritt Malouf Plum from the Energy Center, as we do a overview of the yamas, the very first limb of Ashtanga Yoga. You get to hear us discuss what we have learned over the last couple months covering Ahimsa, Satya, Asteya, Brahmacharya, and Aparagraha. So go ahead, sit back, relax, make sure you hit subscribe, and then enjoy this episode. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope that you will be back with us next week as we begin to dive into the Niyamas, the second limb of yoga. If you have enjoyed this episode and you enjoyed listening to us and you feel compelled to give us a love donation, you can do that at paypal.me forward slash thrive yoga. And if you are interested in online yoga, then you should definitely check us out at thriveyogaandwellness.com forward slash thrive dash online, where you can get hundreds and hundreds of full-length yoga classes anywhere from the power yoga to yin yoga restorative kundalini and more all with a low monthly rate of just $9.99 a month thank you so much for listening and i can't wait to see you guys next week take care